Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back to Zion's Redemption Radio Network. I'm your host, Mark Lichtenwalter. This is Fundamentally Mormon. Today we're going to be going over chapter 21 of Polygamy in the Bible. We'll be reading pages 211 to 218. The title of the chapter is King's Daughters as Wives. The reading portion of this program is about 13 minutes long and then we'll get into the commentary and the reading portion. The guest call-in number is 917-889-8827. That's 917-889-8827. Okay, let's start the reading portion. Thank you for listening. Daughters as Wives, Chapter 21 of Polygamy in the Bible, pages 211 to 218 program for Monday, February the 21st at 6 p.m. Mountain Time. Guest call-in number is 917-889-8827. There are also many other things which Jesus did, the which, if they should be written every one, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that should be written. There are probably as many unrecorded events during the three-year ministry of Christ as there were during his youth. We don't have any of the original manuscripts of his ministry. Some events in the life of Christ can be gleaned from ancient prophets, and their fulfillment is recorded in the New Testament. For instance, Isaiah talked about the Messiah, or Christ, a king, when he said, Of the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end, and that he should sit upon the throne of David, and upon his kingdom, to order it, and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever. We read that once when Jesus came into Jerusalem, some of the people recognized him in this kingly position that both Isaiah and Zechariah had earlier described. Behold, thy king cometh unto thee, he is just, and having salvation, lowly, and riding upon an ass. Jesus came riding into Jerusalem, riding upon an ass, and was literally the king, inherent to the rights of the throne of King David. Now according to King David, this Messiah had a queen standing beside him clothed in a vesture of gold. This queen is exhorted to incline thine ear, forget also thine own people, and thy father's house. So shall the king greatly desire thy beauty, for he is thy lord, and worship thou him. Even though she is his queen, yet she is called to worship him as her lord. If her husband were a mere man, she would not be told to worship him and dash on evidence that he was the son of God. 
but more striking than this is the fact that there were other women attending their lord and king who were also designated as wives. Here is a photographic copy of an early translation of the Bible. At all thy garments smell of myrrh and aloes, and Kalila, when thou comest out of the Uri palaces where they have made thee glad. Nine kings' daughters were among thine honorable wives. Upon thy right hand did stand the queen in a vesture of gold of Ophir. Ten hearken, O daughters, and consider, and incline thine ear, forget also thine own people and thy father's house. Eleven so shall the king have pleasure in thy beauty, for he is thy lord, and reverence thou him. Psalms 45 from the Geneva Bible London edition 1599 and from another early edition of the Bible we find the same passage translated identically with a marginal notation confirming it. Six thy throne, O God is forever and ever the center of thy kingdom, is a center of righteousness. Seven thou lovest righteousness, and hatest wickedness, because God, even thy God, hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. Ate all thy garments smell of myrrh and aloes, and Kalila, when thou comest out of the Uri palaces where they have made thee glad. Nine kings' daughters were among thine honorable wives. Upon thy right hand did stand the H queen in the vesture of gold of Ophir. Ten hearken, O daughter, and consider, and incline thine ear, forget also thine own people and thy father's house. Eleven so shall the king have pleasure in thy beauty, for he is thy lord, and reverence thou him. Twelve ask the daughter of Tyrus with the rich of the people, should do homage before thy face with presence. Thirteen the king's daughter is all glorious within, her clothing is of broidered gold. Fourteen she shall be brought into the king in raiment of needlework, the virgins that follows after her, and her companions shall be brought unto thee. Fifteen with joy and gladness shall they be brought. Each though he had many king's daughters among his wives, yet he loved Pharaoh's daughter best. The Book of Psalms from a Church of England Bible published in London in 1636. When King James had a translation of the Bible made, the translators were not willing to make a literal translation of this passage because it would countenance polygamy. So, they altered this wording to honorable women instead of wives. But those who are acquainted with the original language can see that the earlier translators have given the correct translation. Although all the wives would be queens yet one seems to have merited that high station before she was married to the bridegroom. It seems that she was one of the daughters of a king, as mentioned in the psalm, the king's daughter is all glorious within, her clothing is of wrought gold. It is not stated when Jesus was married to this king's daughter, or to any of his other wives, but from what John the Baptist says. He may have been married to some of them previous to John's martyrdom. John wrote, He that hath the bride is the bridegroom, but the friend of the bridegroom, which standeth and heareth him, rejoiceth greatly because of the bridegroom's voice. This my joy therefore is fulfilled. He must increase, but I must decrease. Here John is calling Jesus the bridegroom and mentions that he had a bride. 
He further indicated that Jesus would continue to increase, but seemed to predict his own martyrdom or decreases. It is also written that in Dash, Jesus said unto them, Can the children of the bride chamber mourn, as long as the bridegroom is with them? But the days will come, when the bridegroom shall be taken from them, and then shall they fast. Jesus refers to himself as that bridegroom and to his disciples as the children of the bride chamber. He, too, was predicting his own martyrdom as John had done. Bible translators have attempted to translate the word wives into anything but what it actually said, so that Jesus could not be considered as a polygamist. It is humorous to read many of these translations of the Bible by noted scholars to see how they evade the issue in their literal translations. Daughters of kings are among your honored women. New International Version. King's daughters are among thy noble ladies. New American Standard. Daughters of kings are among your maids of honor. Jerusalem Bible. King's daughters are among your ladies of honor. Revised Standard. A princess takes her place among the noblest of your women. Oxford New English. King's daughters are among thy favorites. Holy Scriptures of the Masoretic Text. King's daughters are among your precious ones. The Interlinear Bible. Daughters of kings are among your ladies of honor. New Oxford Annotated Bible. King's daughters are among your concubines. Pencil Bible. King's daughters are among your concubines. Tyndale Bible. Back in 1594 there was a Bible published as a comparative Bible and dash written as a review of other translations. It was prefaced with, conferred with the best translations in diverse languages. Their final conclusion was that this verse should be translated. King's daughters were among thine honorable wives upon thy right hand did find the queen in vesture of gold of Ophir. Also, we notice in the parable recorded in Matthew 22, 1-14, that the king's son has to be interpreted as being Jesus. The last servants who were sent forth to gather people from the highways and hedges, were gathering people so that the wedding was furnished with guests. The bridegroom, the servants, and the guests are all mentioned in Dash, and Jesus is the bridegroom. John the Revelator also speaks about the wedding of the Lamb. Let us be glad and rejoice, and give honor to him, for the marriage of the Lamb is come, and his wife hath made herself ready. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white, for the fine linen is the righteousness of saints. And he saith unto me, Right, blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he saith unto me, These are the true sayings of God. That bride will continue to be recognized in eternity as well as in time, as stated in John's revelation. He saw a new earth where the angel of God said, Come hither, I will show thee the bride, the Lamb's wife. He was taken to great city called the Holy Jerusalem, where the inhabitants were a great nation of kings who were to reign forever and ever. The streets were of pure gold and the gates were of precious stone. 
It was in the midst of this city that the King of Kings and Lord of Lords sat upon his throne, while upon his right hand stood the Queen. The psalmist had also foretold the event of this marriage. Again we have another parable concerning the bridegroom. It is written that ten virgins went forth to meet the bridegroom. These ten girls are not guests of a wedding because there is no mention of any other bride. Neither can the ten girls be interpreted to be the saints of God because no one would be left to represent the guests. If we understand them to represent women who were to be wives, then all the rest of the saints would be the guests. These virgins were the honorable wives mentioned by this armist, which were taken from among king's daughters. Whatever interpretation men are comfortable with, they may be discomforted when they are forced to admit that Jesus was using and sanctioning polygamy in this parable. Chapter 22 The Royal Family Kingdom Okay, I just really like that music. I like to listen to it while I'm driving, and I enjoy it while I'm listening to the reading portion. And my wife finds it distracting when she's trying to read, so I don't uh, put it on there all the time, but I enjoy it. So anyway... um, All right, so we're going to get into the reading portion of the program with the commentary. And we'll just get to that right now. I don't know how much I'll be able to get through before I finish, or before I have to head off to work, but we'll try to get through it. King's Daughters as Wives, Chapter 21 of Polygamy in the Bible pages 211 to 218. Program for Monday, February 21st at 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Guest call-in number is 917-889-8827. And like I said, there is a chat room available for people at blogtalkradio.com forward slash fundamentally mormon. There are also many other things which Jesus did, the which... If they should be written, every one, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that should be written. John chapter 21, verse 25. And when you understand multiple mortal probation, uh, probations and the, uh, the progression of the gods, 
like you'll understand why John would say such a thing because Jesus is eternal. But see, we're all from the same substance. God our Father was once an intelligence who became self-aware. And he is eternal and so is Jesus, but so are we. We are all from the same substance. Um, continuing on, there are probably as many unrecorded events during the three-year ministry of Christ as there were during his youth. We don't have any of the original manuscripts of his ministry. Some events in the life of Christ can be gleaned from ancient prophets and their fulfillment is recorded in the New Testament. For instance, Isaiah talked about the Messiah or Christ, a king, when he said, quote, of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. And that he should sit upon the throne of David and upon, and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever. Isaiah or Yeshiyahu, chapter 9, verse 7. We read that once when Jesus came into Jerusalem, some of the people recognized him in his kingly position, that both Yeshiyahu or Isaiah and Zechariah had earlier described, quote, Behold, thy king cometh unto thee. He is just in having salvation, lowly riding upon an ass. Zechariah chapter 9, verse 9. Jesus came into, the, uh, into Jerusalem riding on an ass and was literally the king inherent to the right of the throne of David. Something kind of funny about that circumstance that happened where he came in. That was during the Feast of Sukkot, I believe, because um, Sukkot, or tabernacles, you wave palm branches, and that's what they were doing. So, um, and that's something that they did every year, that the rabbis and the high priests would set up this festival every year, and they would have this grand um I don't know what you call it, prayed, basically. And Jesus, or Yeshua, he got on his ass, his donkey, and he rode in, and he kind of, I don't know, what. how do you say, um, when you go to a party and you're not invited? <laughs> oh, man. You could just imagine the leaders of the Jews having a hissy fit about that. You know, Jesus doing what he did. But, prophecy fulfilled. Anyway, we're on page 212. Now, according to King David, this Messiah had a queen standing beside him, clothed in a vesture of gold. This queen is exhorted to incline thine ear. Forget also thine own people in thy father's house, so shall the king greatly desire thy beauty, for he is thy Lord, and worship thou him. Psalms chapter 45, verses 10 and 11. Even though she is his queen,
queen, yet she is called to worship him as her lord. If her husband were a mere man, she would not be told to worship him, an evidence that he was the son of God. But more striking than this is the fact that there were other women attending their lord and king who are also designated as wives. Here is a a photographic copy of an early translation of the Bible, and um, I don't have uh, a way to show you that, but here's what it says. All thy garments smell of myrrh and aloes, and Carla, Kalia, or Kalila. When thou comest out of the York places where they have made thee, thee glad, king's daughters were among thine honorable wives. Upon thy hand did stand the queen in a vesture of gold of Ophar. Hearken, O daughters, and consider and incline thine ear. Forget also thine own people and thy father's house. So shall the king have pleasure in thy beauty, for he is thy Lord, and reverence thou him. In Psalms 45, from the Geneva Bible, London edition of 1599 A.D., it says this, and we're on page 213 if you want to read this. And from another earlier edition of the Bible, we find the same passages translated identically with a marginal notation confirming it, quote, Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. The scepter of thy kingdom is a scepter of righteousness. Thou lovest righteousness and hatest wickedness, because God, even thy God, hath anointed thee with the aloe of gladness above thy fellows. All thy garments smell of myrrh and aloes and kalela. <laughs> Sorry, I can't say that very well. When thou comest out of your places, where they have made thee glad. King's daughters were among thine honorable wives. Upon thy right hand did stand the queen in a vesture of gold of Ophar. Hearken, O daughter, and consider and incline thine ear. Forget also thine own peoples and thy father's house. So shall the king have pleasure in thy beauties, for he is thy Lord, reverence thou him. Ask the daughters of Tyrus with the rich of the people, shall do homage before thy face with presence. The king's daughters, the king's daughter is all glorious within. Her clothing is embroidered of gold. She shall be brought into the king's, the king in raiment of needlework. The virgins that follow after her and her companions shall be brought unto thee. With joy and gladness shall they be brought. Though he, though he had many king's daughters among his wives, yet he loved Pharaoh's daughter best. The book of Psalms of the Church of England and that's the notation, by the way. The Book of Psalms from the Church of England Bible published in London in 1636 states, and this is on page 214, when King James had translated of the Bible 
had a translation of the Bible made, the translators were not to make a literal translation of this passage because it would countenance polygamy. So they altered this wording to honorable women instead of wives. But those who are acquainted with the original language can see that the earlier translators have given the correct translation. Although all the wives would be queens, yet one seems to have merited that high station before she was married to the bridegroom. It seems that she was one of the daughters of the king, as mentioned in Psalms. The king's daughter is all-glorious within. Her clothing is wrought of gold. It is not stated when Jesus was married to his king's, or this king's daughter or to any of his other wives, but from what John the Baptist says, he may have been married to some of them previous to John's martyrdom. John wrote, quote, He that hath the bride is the bridegroom, but the friend of the bridegroom which standeth and heareth him rejoice greatly because of the bridegroom's voice. This my joy therefore is fulfilled. He must increase, but I must decrease. John chapter 3, verses 29 and 30. Here John is calling Jesus the bridegroom and mentions that he had a bride. He further indicates that Jesus would continue to increase but seemed to predict his own martyrdom or decreases. It is also written that Jesus said unto them, Can a children of the bride chamber mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? But the day will come, the days will come when the bridegroom shall be taken from them, and then shall they fast. Matthew chapter 9, verse 15. We're on page 215 at 59%. Jesus refers to himself as the bridegroom and to his disciples as the children of the bride chamber. He too was predicting his own martyrdom as John had done. The Bible translators have attempted to translate the word wives into anything but what it actually said so that Jesus could not be considered as a polygamist or even married. Because like when Rome hijacked the church, it was more honorable to be a celibate than to be married. But among the Jews, it's more honorable to be married than a celibate. So when the Roman Catholics when the Roman pagans hijacked the church, they couldn't have Jesus being a married man, so they like to change things. And they like to add things, too. And there's a bunch of stuff that we've gone over in the past. If you want to read a good book on these things, read As It Is Translated Correctly by Ogden Kraut, which is a book that I have done on this radio program and podcast. So you can go back and listen to that as well. It is, hu- it is humorous to read many of these translations of the Bible by noted scholars to see how they evade the issue in their literal translations. <clears throat> Quote, Daughters of kings are among your honorable women. New International Version, or the NIV, which I hate. Uh, the NIV, the, the translators did not believe in the divinity of Jesus Christ, and they took the liberties to take out many things that were in the original manuscripts 
and it might be easier to read, but you're losing a lot of good information that they've just taken out of the Bible. They've just taken sentences and paragraphs and verses right out, kicked them out. Anyway, King's daughters are among thy noble ladies, New American Standard. Daughters of kings are among your maids of honor, Jerusalem Bible. See, they can't have it say wives. There is a word in Hebrew that means wives. It doesn't mean any of these other things. So they willfully rejected the word that was there and replaced it because, you know, people think that they're doing God a service by changing his word. Anyway, continuing on. King's daughters are among your, your ladies of honor, Revised Standard Version. In the no, new, our Oxford New English, it says, A princess takes her place among your noblest of women. What? That doesn't even come close to what the original says. In the Holy Scriptures of the Masoretic Text, it says, King's daughters are among thy favorites. <laughs> Wow. Wow. Doing God a service. That's sad. We're on page 216 at 69%. King's daughters are among your precious ones. The interlineal Bible. In the new Oxford annotated Bible, it says, Daughters of kings are among your ladies of honor. Wow. It's just disgusting. And this they have done throughout all of the scriptures that's why you cannot rely on your own interpretation of scripture because you may not know that they have changed things you need to study it out to the best of your ability you need to take what you believe it says to God in the name of Jesus Christ as James chapter 1 verse 5 says if you lack wisdom ask God and he will give it to you he will give it to you by revelation You can be a prophet. God is no respecter of persons. In Ephesians chapter 4, it says that that among the offices in the church are prophets and apostles until all come in the unity of the faith. And we have not all come in the unity of the faith. You can go down any main street in any town in the United States and throughout the earth and see many different denominations of Christians. We are not in the unity of the faith. Some believe in baptizing one way and some believe in baptizing in another, yet it says there is one God, one faith, and one baptism. Prophets are among the offices in the church and the gift of the Holy Spirit. Among those is the gift of prophecy and receiving wisdom the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge. If you want to know if your interpretation of Scripture is correct and you lack wisdom because you have not received revelation, go to God and ask Him in prayer if what you believe is correct. Because the interpretation belongs to Him, not you. And if you want to understand the correct interpretation of Scripture, you go to Him to find out. And when you find out, and when he speaks to you, you get confirmation of the Holy Spirit. 
and you say, this is what I believe you are telling me. Is this true? And then you get confirmation of the Holy Spirit, which fruit is the burning in the bosom, or love, peace, joy, and these type of things as spoken of in Galatians 3, uh, 22 and 23. Continuing on, king's daughters are among your concubines. What? That's in Lincel Bible, the Lincel Bible. In the Tyndale Bible, it said king's daughters are among your concubines. And he was the, I think he was the first one to translate the scriptures from the Greek and the Hebrew into English. Back in 1594, there was a Bible published as a comparative Bible written as a review, review of other translations. It was prefaced with, with, quote, conferred with the best translations in diverse languages. Their final conclusion was that this verse should have been translated, King's daughters are among thine honorable wives. Upon thy right hand did did find the queen investor of gold of Ophar. We also noticed in the parable recorded in Matthew chapter 22, verses 1 through 14, that king's sons have been interpreted as being Jesus, the last servants who were sent forth to gather people from the highways and the hedges were gathering people so that the wedding was furnished with guests. The bridegroom, the servants, and the guests are all mentioned, and Jesus is the bridegroom. John the Revelator also speaks about the wedding of the Lamb, and we're on page 217. Quote, Let us be glad and rejoice, and give honor to him, for the marriage of the Lamb is come, and his wife hath made herself ready. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white, for the fine linen, linen is the righteousness of the saints. And he saith unto me, Write, Blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he saith unto me, These are the true sayings of God. Revelation chapter 19, verses 7 through 9. The bride will continue to be recognized in eternity as well as in time, as stated in John's revelation. He saw a new earth where the angel of God said, quote, Come hither, I will show thee the bride of the Lamb's wife. I will show you, show you, yeah. Come hither, I will show thee the bride, the Lamb's wife. He was taken to a great city called the Holy Jerusalem, where the inhabitants were a great nation of kings who were to reign forever and ever. The streets were of pure gold and the gates were of precious stone. It was in the midst of this city that king, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords sat upon his throne, while upon his right hand stood the Queen. The psalmist had also foretold the events of this marriage. See Psalms chapter 45, verse 17. Again, we have another parable concerning the bridegroom. It is written that ten virgins went forth to meet the bridegroom. See Matthew chapter 25, verses 1 through 13. 
These ten girls are not guests of a wedding because there is no mention of any of any other bride. Neither can these ten girls be interpreted to be the saints of God because no one would be left to represent the guests. If we understand them to represent women who were to be his wives, then all the rest of the saints would be the guests. These virgins were the honorable wives mentioned by the psalmist, which are taken from among king's daughters. We're on page 218 at 97%. So, the guest line is open. The guest line is open. The phone number to call in is 917-889-8827. That's 917-889-8827. If you have a question or a comment or a statement, uh, just push one and I'll see that you want to come on. Um, I'll bring you into the call screening room and get a, a brief synopsis on what you want to say. And then uh, I'll see if you want to come on live. And then if you do, I'll bring you on live. And if not, then I'll put you back in the box and you can listen on the phone. Um, I think we only have ten, 10 lines open now. I They've restricted. It used to be 100 lines, and then it went down to 50, and now I think there's 10 lines available. So it's just for guests to call in, but nobody uses them. So, um, well, I guess we do. That's how I call in. Uh, my wife calls into the host line so that the show doesn't drop because she's at the house. And I will be driving a truck when this goes live, but I'll be listening on the guest guest line, which is 917-889-8827. Anyway, uh, so phone lines are now open, and we're at 97%. Whatever interpretation men are comfortable with, they may be discomforted when they are forced to admit that Jesus was using and sanctioning polygamy in this parable. So when we come back on tomorrow, we'll be in chapter 22, which starts on page 219, and we'll talk about the royal family kingdom. So thank you for listening to this program, and we'll see if we have anybody in the chat room at blogtalkradio.com forward slash fundamentally Mormon, or in, uh, in the studio, our guest call-ins, that's 917-889-8827. Thank you for listening. Are you okay, on? So Can you hear I yourself? Just, okay, yeah, there you are. Yeah, I just <laughs> got loaded. I'm headed down the hill, so there might be some radio chatter. But okay. I'm headed to Hunter Power. And like I was explaining to the guests before, I'm driving a semi-truck. I pre-recorded that before I went to work today. I set the programs up yesterday. And, um, yeah, so anyway... Um, I drive a truck and I just call into the studio with my cell phone using my Bluetooth headset. So, pretty unique way of doing it, uh, but that's pretty much the way I have to do it because I work at night so that when I have sick children, 
um, they're not left home alone, and we have young children. So um, they do go yeah. to a babysitter and to school. But I work nights for that reason, which I really do not like. I mean, nights are all right because it's peaceful and there's not a lot of traffic and, you know, it's just less hassle, but it is difficult. Uh, last night I was really having a hard time staying awake, and uh, but I was able to make it through the night. So, all right. Um we don't have anybody yep. in the call room, I guess, and uh, no. no chat room people. So um, what I want to do is I've been working on getting the revelations that I have published. Um, <laughs> oh, these guys crack me up. <laughs> One of the one of the guys said, coming up, and the other guy said, Menomina, like, you know, Sesame Street. Like, yeah. kind of ridiculous. <laughs> do, 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 do. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, I am going into what I call the void, which is an area where I do not have cell phone reception. So, um, and I really don't and have And it was uh, other... helping out with the other stuff, bringing all the food and stuff downstairs, but, um, and I know you can hear the summit cause you were on the call, but, um, I need you to his put the lid muted. back over the stairs. Oh, his line is muted. Well, he needs to put the thing back over the stairs and he was using the hand cart to move stuff. So that needs to go back where it goes too. So he was helping do that. Okay. Lydia and I are going to go and clean out my car. We have, I'm going to go get it washed cause I have that code for free. Oh, okay. I'm here. Hello. So we're going to do that stuff? Oh, he's on. I actually monitor the studio using a cell, my cell phone, but I don't operate the studio while I'm driving. Just for those of you who are interested, I I can see the studio. Yeah. That's how I know, but I don't, I don't mess with trying to, you know, I'm driving a semi-truck, and I'm driving a truck that has 11 axles, uh, 129,000 pounds, almost 69 tons so i'm not messing around um but anyway uh kim can you go ahead and play p1 it is the revelation one of the revelations uh the modern revelations that talks about what's going on with the davidic servant the one mighty and strong so go ahead and um, play, play that and then mute yourself p1 p1 and i'll just mute myself yes Okay, I don't if have it don't open, see, but Emmett have does, to... so Emmett, play it. Yeah. I'm on okay. the computer studio. I don't see it. Okay, P1. refresh your screen then. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Okay, it just popped up playing it. Come on. Okay, so I'm going to be reading a bunch of modern-day revelations. Um, This is too long to do in one recording, so I'll just do a little bit at a time, but I'll read them here, and I want to share them on the program. So, For did I, the Lord, not send mine only begotten unto the Jews, saith the Lord? And did they not reject him who has a 
appointed my firstborn by me, saith the Father. And did they not have their high priest also, even as ye, O Ephraim? So these are revelations to the LDS Church, not from the LDS Church. For it is written, for it, I'm sorry, for it is that mine only begotten, and that one mighty and strong, have they not been twin brethren from before the foundation of the world, saith the Lord of the whole earth. So the reason the Father's saying this is because there is the office of the morning star, which our Father and God the Creator holds, and then you have the bright morning star who is Jesus or Yeshua, and he is the first apostle or witness of the Father, and Messiah ben Joseph, or God the witness, is the second witness or apostle of the brother uh, of the Father, and he is mighty and strong, but that there for the first presidency of this earth under the direction of Jehovah our Elohim, our God the Creator, who is Michael, who is mighty and strong, God the Redeemer, who is the first witness and apostle of the Father, who is mighty and strong, and God the Witness, who is the second witness or apostle of the Father, who is mighty and strong. And then there are twelve others who are mighty and strong for this earth as well. And then under them stand the noble and great ones who are like the 70s. Let's see here. And it is that that one shall stand to judge Ephraim and one Judah. And they are one with me, my two witnesses, before the foundation of the world, saith the Father. And which is greater? For out of the mouth of these two witnesses shall every word be established saith the Lord God, who is the Father of both heaven and earth. And thus it is that that one mighty and strong should be sent unto thee, that ye be tested even in these things, as the Jews by mine only begotten, to prove you, saith the Lord, whether ye will be obedient unto me through my spirit, saith the Lord. For it is that no man knoweth my will, but by my spirit, saith the Lord." here. Okay, and then this is another one. One to ye Latter-day Saints, for I prophesy that unless you repent and return for the first work to the first works of the restoration, that the time is not far distant that you shall be destroyed by the God of Israel in an earthquake and an overflowing scourge, which shall annihilate your much-touted holy ground. For the wrath of that mighty one who I am a witness, is gathering against you that you cannot escape unless it is that you are rebaptized by the authority of the higher priesthood and the apostleship which I have been given by the Father and the Son who have sent me. And it is that when my mighty ones return, the heavens shall wage war against the earth, and the wicked, yea, the proud, and them that rejoice in wickedness shall be cut off that it shall leave them neither root nor branch, saith the Lord God. For the heavens are mighty, and they who come shall burn them up, saith the Lord God of hosts. For that war fought before the world was made shall continue upon the earth, 
that all shall know with an, a resounding affirma- affirmation throughout all eternity that there is none who standeth beside the might and power and glory of the Holy One of Jacob, who it is that speak through the mouth, O Israel, through my mouth, O Israel, as anciently. Therefore, woe, woe unto they, saith the Lord. They are that say, all is well in Zion. Yea, that crieth all is well, and who hearkeneth unto the precepts of men, will rely upon the arm of flesh. For cursed are all they that rely on the arm of flesh. Or who hearkeneth unto the precepts of men, save their precepts, shall be given by the power of the Holy Ghost. For ye shall perish, and the punishment of the false prophet, saith the Lord, shall be given as the punishment of him that seeketh unto him. Even that of a damned soul, saith the Lord God, even so. Amen. Okay, and this one has to do with the revelation received in July of 2013, where I was commanded to sever the ordinances of all the holy people, which prophecy is found in Daniel chapter 12, where the man clothed in linen scatters the power or priesthood of all the holy people, which are the LDS church and all of its offshoots. This is the word of the Lord unto you who are of Ephraim. Because the Lord, the Lord of the whole earth, who is the Father, gives you one gift, need not suppose that he cannot give another. For his work, neither his word is yet finished, that he cannot cause more to be written. Out of the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be established, saith the Lord of the whole earth. Wherefore he was formed by mine hand, that I, the Lord your God, the Father, should give unto you another gift, for having given the children of men one gift, which is Jesus Christ, ye need not suppose that I, the Lord your God, cannot give unto, unto men another gift, which is the second witness, or God the witness, the Holy Ghost, Messiah ben Joseph, um, the Davidic servant, he has, I have many names. For he, the second witness, is the man like unto Moses. For he also is in the similitude and very likeness of mine only begotten. For if ye receive him not, then ye shall not be received by me, saith the Father. For I, the Father, did cause it to be written that there is none other name given than Jesus, who is mine only begotten Son. And this pertaineth unto the Jews. For it was a trial unto them to believe in Jesus of Nazareth, even as it is a trial unto you, O ye Gentiles, to believe these things. For I, the Lord God, am no respecter of persons. Therefore, why is it, O ye saints of Israel, that you require the gateway to be brought unto you and narrow even unto them. For ye, even ye, garnish and praise the name of mine only begotten Son. And yet when I the Father do send another gift unto you, you cry blasphemy, even as did the Jews. Are ye better than they? I say unto you, nay. 
For ye in your ignorance as to your righteousness and your sloth do lift up your hill against him who was, with, who was as him, Jesus, even mine only begotten in power, yea, before the world was made, for he it was also that was with me from the beginning, saith the Father. For I am I the Lord God of Israel, and not Judah only, saith the Lord. And ye, O Ephraim, shall receive him whom I have sent, saith the Lord, or ye shall be cut off. For he whom I am sent, even my servant, is that one mighty and strong who should come unto you, O Israel, as mine only begotten did come even unto the Jews. Therefore, see, O Israel, that that thing, or that that which did come upon the Jews come not also upon you to the uttermost. And he's speaking of the desolation of the temple in 70, 69 and 70 A.D. For he was also with me from the beginning, and I have given that he should speak words, yea, eternal world words for the salvation of the children of men, as my second witness. For out of the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be established, saith the Lord of the whole earth, even the Father. Thus saith the Lord, can a bitter fruit or can a bitter fountain bring forth good water? Or can a man being evil do that which is good? For it is, saith the Lord, that by their fruits ye shall know them. For the fruits of my spirit, saith the Lord, do they not testify of me, even Jesus Christ, whom ye have hitherto not known? And that which testifieth of me is not, that which testifieth of me, is it not by me, saith the Lord God of Israel? For I am he that doth speak unto thee through the medium of mine appointment as in times of old, O Israel, who have been scattered among the nations. Now is the time, saith the Lord, for thy regathering unto mine anointed as in times of old, that I, the Lord God, shall remember thee, O Israel, and lead thee by power such has not been seen before or sense, yea, even from Babylon, with an outstretched arm as Moses, which is fallen. That gathering place in 2016, God told me to gather to Emory County, Utah, and then when time gets, gets to be too dangerous, that God has given us a place that is south of here in the wilderness, northwest of Lake Powell in the Escalante National Park area. And uh, if you're watching sometimes in the videos or in the, uh, the podcasts on Blog Talk Radio, I've got pictures and stuff that pop up on the screen. And if you see the picture of the man standing in the water in the beautiful place that is the location of the uh, of where we will gather when the whole world is burning around us so anyway <clears throat> therefore that which is sent of me doth not conflict and contradict my words and my purposes which I have spoken through the mouths of others of my my servants the prophets even Joseph Smith and others concerning Israel. 
and anything which contradicteth these my servants who have gone before is of the devil and his fault, saith the Lord God of Israel. Therefore, that which is sent by me, saith the Lord, testifieth of me in my words and my purposes, which change not. But they, the false prophets, do change my laws and ordinances to become friends with the world and to become popular. By this key ye may detect the ye may detect the false prophets and apostles. For I, the Lord, will not vary from that which I have said, but am the same in all ages of the world. And the plan of salvation, hath it not been exactly the same? For that which saved Abraham, even the law thereof, must save ye, O ye stiff-necked and unbelieving generation, which are, are for are ye not also the same in thy unbelief before me, O foolish man and O foolish woman? And it is that the evil one desired through false administrators who have hijacked my church and led many astray to contradict former revelation, which even the angels of glory are forbidden. Neither can they do, saith the Lord. And this is why I'm always talking about Babylonian businessmen hijacking the church. This is where I get that from. False administrators who have hijacked my church and led many to contradict med, uh, former revelations. Continuing on. And anything which doth not teach men these things, even to believe in me and my words exactly as I have spoken them through the mouth of my servants, the prophets of Israel, yea, that which also doth not edify and thereby testify of me the life of the world and the life thereof even Jesus of Nazareth who speaketh unto thee O man is of the devil or is of the evil one and is darkness and produces despair and my word is it not also quick and powerful to the cutting asunder of both joint and marrow therefore it is given unto you to judge that ye may know of me even the author and finisher of your faith, whom the world in its wickedness has not known, even Jesus of Nazareth. And if ye call good evil and evil good, ye are no better than them that cast me out, even as a thief and a robber, and as a vagabond without a home. For did I not cause it to be written that the foxes have holes in the birds' nests? But it is that but it was that the Son of Man had not where even to lay his head, even I, the firstborn and most intelligent of all the spirits, which were begotten by the Father thereof. And thus it was a requirement that I, even I, Jesus Christ, descended below all things, even that my people, the Jews, become my persecutors, that I might do the will of him who sent me, who is greater than I, even the Father, that none might have excuse concerning the difficulty of the way at that great and last day. Even so I drunk of that bitter cup, and I did cry mightily unto him who sent me, that this cup, cup might pass even from me. Yet I, the Lord God, bowed my head, and suffered that his will, who is mightier than I, yea, even my Father, who revealed himself unto me in that day, that even his will should be done, even the shedding of my blood in great drops of <clears throat> upon the ground upon which men stand to this, this day. 
So Jesus actually has seen the Father. He was he was given the fullness of the priesthood by the Father, and he is the first witness of the Father, even as I have seen the Father and embraced him. That happened with Jesus too. It's not in the scriptures, but it did happen. Continuing. And I will that all, rich and poor, come unto me through my servants and drink from that well of living water spoken of. And he that receiveth my servants receiveth me, saith the Lord God of Israel. Remember, all powers and conferrals, priesthoods or offices are hereby done away in me, and one, even one remaineth, that you must receive your salvation and ordinances and conferrals from him who is appointed, and any counsel or the effects thereof are hereby annulled, saith the Lord, that ye may know that I am the Lord your God, and swear with an oath, and will not repent, saith the Lord, that ye shall not enter into my rest, except it be through my servant, whom I have appointed. And that happened in July of 2013, when I was commanded by the Father to fulfill Daniel chapter 12, wherein I lifted my hands to the air, to the square, after the manner of the Melchizedek priesthood, which I do hold, and uh, the fullness of the priesthood, which I have received of the Father, directly from the laying on of hands of the Father, to sever the ordinances and the power or priesthood of all the holy people. And this right here, remember all powers and conferrals, priesthoods or offices are hereby done away in me, and one, even one, remain, that you may receive your salvation in ordinances and conferrals from him who is appointed, and any counsel or the effects thereof are hereby annulled. So, it's a hard reset, basically. It's setting the house of God in order. Continuing, And when I, the Lord God, did speak unto my servant Joseph Smith, that I should that it should be that no one should be appointed to receive revelations and commandments except my servant Joseph. I, the Lord, did provide that he should abide in me, and that as long as he should abide in me, saith the Lord, then it was that he should be the one empowered to speak in my name as moved upon by the Holy Ghost. And my servant Joseph, saith the Lord, did abide in me even unto the end. And how much greater, saith the Lord, is my servant Joseph in mine eyes than those whom ye sustain as your presidencies. For the powers of the priesthood are inseparably connected with the powers of heaven and may not be controlled nor handled except upon the principles of righteousness, saith the Lord God. And if it should be that the presidencies of my church, saith the Lord, should fall into, into transgression, then they also shall not have power to speak in my name for the welfare and benefit of my saints or the members which comprise my church, saith the Lord. For it is not written, for is it not written that I, the Lord your God, even Jesus of Nazareth, did say while in my power among the Jews, if thine eye which seeth for thee, him that is appointed to watch over thee, to show thee light, becomes a transgressor, and offend thee, to pluck him out? 
And it is better for thee to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye than to have having two eyes and be cast into hellfire. And did I not speak unto my servant Joseph concerning the manuscript of the book, which he had been called upon to translate, that although a man may have many revelations and have power to do many mighty works, yet if he boasts in his own strength and sets at naught the counsels of God and follows after the dictates of his own will and carnal desires, he must fall and incur the vengeance of a just God upon him. And how much greater, saith the Lord, was my servant Joseph than those whom ye in your perverse and stiff-necked generations sustain as your presidents. For even Lucifer, was he not given authority before the world was made? And did I, the Father, not cause him to be cast out, even though he be my son? And if I, the Father of heaven and earth, spared not them who are deceived from before the foundation of the world, do ye imagine in your, vain, your hearts, O vain man, that I will spare thee, even if it should be that all perish? Yea, even though it should be easier that a hand be cut off, yet it be better to retain heaven with one hand than to be cast into the church, uh, into be cast out with two, saith the Lord. And this hath been a law throughout all time and also throughout all eternity among them who are gods and the sons of God, even Elohim. Are ye, ye stiff-necked and perverse generation, different than they in your iniquity? For all my servants, the prophets, have been first cast out by your churches and synagogues, O Israel, and then stoned and crucified and persecuted when it was that they dared, when, when moved upon by the Holy Ghost, to speak against them who ye lift up as your presidencies, who have gone contrary to the covenants which I, the Lord God, did make with their fathers, even Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And it was that Paul was smitten by them when speaking concerning their high priest, as well as mine only begotten, as well as mine only begotten in the flesh, saith the Father. Was he not spit, smitten across the mouth by the guard for Im, impertinence? And so it is with you, O ye ignorant, haughty, and stiff-necked generation concerning him who was received before the foundation of the world, that he should come unto thee, O Ephraim, to save and redeem thee by power which hath not been seen since the days of my son Enoch who shall return with 10,000 of the saints in this day, saith the Lord God. For it is that my servant, is he not one mighty and strong to thy salvation, O Ephraim, from the chains of the bondsmen which doth afflict thee night and day? And is not thy slavery, O Ephraim, worse than that of Pharaoh? For it is that the elements shall move hither and thither at his command in that day when, I, when it is that I, the Lord God of Jacob, shall speak from his mouth with thunder in that day, saith the Lord God. But ye must come unto me, even thy God, O Israel. And it is that, the, 
that in this day I, the Lord God, will extend mine arm for thy deliverance from Babylon, O Ephraim, as prophesied by my servant, who was one of the greatest of my servants to walk the earth. And as I said concerning thy high priests, were not my servants Peter, James, and John, were they not put into prison for preaching sedition against the high priest, O Ephraim? Are ye better than the Jews, my chosen? For were they not the sons of Abraham like unto thee, O Ephraim? And was not him who was reserved also smitten like unto him of old by his home teacher, in that the police of his day did disregard these things as anciently, O Ephraim? And this thing also was for preaching sedition against thy high priest, O Ephraim, who is like unto Caiaphas, who sitteth in the temple of God, as was written by my servant Paul in the second chapter of the book to the letter of, to the Thessalonians in that day, saith the Lord God. And was it not that this should come to pass before the day of mine advent as prophesied by my servant that it should come in this generation that now standeth upon the earth? And is not that son of perdition that sitteth Revealed by these words of mine, saith the Lord. For thou and thy wickedness, O Ephraim, have exceeded anything concerning that which I, the Lord God, have spoken concerning any other people. For it is in this idolatry, because you worship your prophets and your leaders, that ye shall be smitten from generation to generation if ye repent not, and come unto me, through him who was appointed unto thee. Even for this purpose was he sent, as was Jesus unto the Jews. Are ye different than they, O Ephraim? For ye imagine up in thine heart that if we had, ye had lived in the days of the prophets and apostles that were with me in my power in that day, that ye would not have partaken with the, that generation of the innocent blood, and yet ye have not lifted up, and yet have ye not lifted up your hands against him who was sent as mine only begotten, reserved for thy salvation from before the foundation of the world, O Ephraim? And is not mine adversary the prince of this world? For mine adversary, saith the Lord, did buy up armies and navies, Pharisees, Sadducees, high priests, presidents of priesthoods, that all that he may reign with blood and horror on this earth. And how is it that ye, and how is it that ye are different than they, O ye stiff-necked and perverse generation, who have also been deceived? For it hath been a requirement of mine anointed in all ages of the world to descend below all things, and how are these things possible if it is that he does not descend below the generation in which he lives? For woe unto you when all men shall speak well of you, and blessed are you when all men shall revile against you falsely for my name's sake. For so did their fathers unto the prophets who were sent even unto them Ephraim. And did I not, and did not I, the Lord God, say through the mouth of my servant, 
Woe unto him who is at ease in Zion. Yea, woe unto him who is saith, all is well. Yea, all is well. Zion prospereth. And are not these thy words at this time, saith the Lord God of battles and burnings? Yea, what meanest thou, O man? Was not my servant Nephi a prophet also, when I, the Lord God, did move, did move upon him by the power of my spirit, which is as a consuming fire, which did cause even his mighty frame that it should quake from the power thereof? For he... Even he did prophesy of thee, O Ephraim, or ye that call yourselves Latter-day Saints, even at this time. For it is that I, the Lord God, have known the end from the beginning, even before the foundation of the world have I known thee. Therefore, repent, repent, lest unhappily ye find yourself in that torment which shall consume thee as a consuming fire, O ye rebellious children, who are full of iniquity. For hath it not been written, that by the weak and simple and the despised things of the earth, that I, the Lord God, would thrash the nations by the power of my spirit? And are ye not a nation unto me, O Ephraim, that ye should come out of her, even Babylon? And take thy place among the nations as a queen that thou art, O Ephraim. Ephraim, my beloved, from before the foundation of the world. For thou, even thou art my beloved, saith the Lord God of Israel. For wast it, wast it not that Enoch was slow of speech, even that the people did hate him? It did not my servant Moses stutter, and this because of his meekness before my people? And was not my servant but a boy when he did slay Goliath? And was not my only begotten considered to be the least in the kingdom of heaven by them that who thrust him out and would not feed him, that he wandered alone in the desert without friend among men, being tormented because of the exquisite truth and power which was his to wield for the salvation of mankind? And they did crucify him, O man." And thus the warfare which, which began before the foundation of the earth, or of the world, hath it not been, been continued here, O man, against the holy priesthood of the Son of God, and shall not be ended until one or the other is bound and driven from off the earth. But them who did serve me, saith the Lord, shall receive eternal life. But them who do serve me, saith the Lord, shall receive eternal life with the Father and the sons and daughters of God. But them who hate me, saith the Lord, shall receive eternal death and shall dwell with the devil and his sons for all eternity, if it should be that they will repent, not repent and be obedient unto mine ordinances, saith the Lord. And their worm dieth not, and their torment is as a lake of fire and brimstone. And the end thereof no man knoweth, save he shall be made partaker thereof. And this key, saith the Lord, I give unto thee, O man, that ye may be able to detect and discern any influence, whether it be from that evil one or by my spirit, saith the Lord. And that which causeth your souls to expand 
and to believe in the sons of God, ye may know with a perfect knowledge that it is sent by the gift and power of God for the salvation of the sons and daughters of men. And on the contrawise, that which doth cause pain and distress of soul and despair, and that which causes you, O man, to turn away from the God that made you is not of me, saith the Lord, but is of that evil one. So I'm going to end it at that. We're at 32 minutes into this reading as it is, and I have to go to work. So thank you for listening. I'll try to get part two up probably sometime this week. Okay, all right. Okay. Are you guys there? I'm here. Hi. Hi. All right. Well, anyway, that was uh, one of the revelations about myself. Um, I am one who was mighty and strong before the foundation of the earth. I am the second oneness of the Father. That's why I have seen him. That's why I have embraced him, and that's why I have been given the fullness of the priesthood. Um, And that's why I do these radio shows, Um, because it's what God has told me to do. So he's asked me to do these things. So anyway, um, I did want to say something concerning uh, one part. I think that um, the reason why God said that our bondage is worse in these days than, than in the days of Pharaoh was because, now I might be wrong, I'm not sure, but I think that, because I still learn, even though I've had these revelations for years, I still learn from them, and sometimes, like even with, Um, when I wrote down my experience of the Father and the Son, like, for a long time I assumed one thing, and then I realized that Jesus said I would be returning to the earth, which meant that I was not on the earth, and then I was like, okay, where did I go? And I was told that I went to the mountain of the house of the Lord, to the temple of the Father, and the name of the mountain was called Mount Vashel which I've looked up, and maybe there's some Hebrew words that mean something, but I've never seen. I, and on the Internet, you can't even find Mount Vashel. I don't, I don't know if there's any – I don't know what that means in Hebrew, basically. But anyway, um, but I still learned from these things, even though I've had them for a long time. And I was just thinking maybe the reason why God – said that our bondage is worse than that of Pharaoh is because the Pharaoh, uh, Pharaoh could be, um, you know, he let them live their religion, even though they were slaves. Uh, maybe not completely, but they knew who they were, you know. And um, in our day and age, our political leaders would destroy us if we kept our religion. It's not, it's against the law to have united orders. It's against the law to have plural celestial marriage. You know, um, I think it was back in 1913 during the, um, 
there was a trial, a, con- a hearing in Congress. Man, it's right at the tip of my tongue. But anyway, they told the saints not to allow people to gather and not to to have people gather to uh, gather with the saints anymore. So they had to come up. Joseph F. Smith had to come up with this nonsense about, you know, Zionists, wherever you're at, and just stay where you're at. That was a revelation from Babylon the Great, because Satan does not want us to gather. So, and, like, you know, if you're a threat to the devil's kingdom, then he's going to do everything he can to destroy you. Yeah, and that's part of the reason why God has hidden me in the palm of his hand. Um, he has kept me from being destroyed. So when I was living in Everett, Washington, I was about ready to go back to Utah, and he told me not to not to go back to live in Utah because there were people there who were who wanted to destroy me. And I was like, like I wanted to go home. You know, that's where my friends and my family were. But I drove through Utah, and I said hi to some people, and I kept it very low-key. I stayed at a a friend's house that I was not friends uh, with on the Internet, but I was friends with her, and um, and I'm still friends with this woman. But um, I stayed there for a little bit, and then we went down, me and another friend packed up our stuff, drove down to Las Vegas and picked up another friend and then drove out to her family's house in New Orleans and stayed there for a little bit. And then we went to Tampa, Florida, and then I finally settled in St. Petersburg. And when I was in St. Petersburg, my mom calls me up and she said, hey, there's two men in suits looking for you. And they wouldn't tell me who they were. But they said they needed to talk to you and they needed to know where you were at. And she later told me that those two men sat across the street, down the street from her house for quite a while, uh, for days. I don't remember if it was weeks, but um, just sitting there every day watching. And she told them, I'm a truck driver and I never come home. And she never knows when I'm going to show up, and she never knows where I'm going to be, and she didn't know who I worked for, which was true. So anyway, um, it wasn't until 2013 that God let me come back to Utah. So and we were living in uh, upstate New Hampshire at the time. So anyway, um, the, there is – I don't see anybody on the uh, studio. Of course, I can't refresh it. Emma, can you check? Uh, studio in the chat room. Yeah, hold on. Thanks. It's taking a while to refresh for some reason. Um, somebody actually hacked my my phone and turned the cellular data off, and. I didn't realize that yesterday. I thought something was wrong with the network. And I finally went in and found that my cellular data was turned off, which is weird because nobody touches my phones but me. So, anyway, update. 
Okay, well, if there's nobody there, Emmett, can you play uh, the Joshua Sparks revelation? Yeah. Um, um, can you just tell me um, what's your ETA to being back in Huntington? Well, I am just getting into Emory County now. That's why I'm trying to stop talking because I'm about to break up a bunch. But okay. I'm going to Hunter Power, and then I'll come to the, uh, our, that place on the other end of town that we go to sometimes. Okay. Sounds good. Okay, what? Okay, I guess. I'll, uh, I'll pull you into the studio here in a minute. In fact, Emmett, go ahead and play the revelation and then put me in the studio with Mom. Uh, in the, uh, the screening room. Screening room. What? Just refreshed it and I don't see it. What's it called specifically? Oh, it's fine. Okay. Well, yeah. Put mom and I in the screening room, and then uh, that way I can talk to her off the air. Go ahead and play the Joshua Sparks revelation. I know. I don't see that. What is it specifically called? Because like I don't see anything even remotely. Okay. What to are it. the different? Tell me the different um, studio, the different clips. There's introduction. There's messianic prophecy. There's T1. There's Poly Chapter 21. There's Panael. There's Sleepaway. The second endowment, Zobelmith 6 to 12, and Zobelmith 1 to 5, and that's it. Oh man, somebody uh, that revelation must have got deleted. Refresh your screen one more time and make sure it's deleted. But it was Joshua, Joshua Revelation, Joshua Revelation, or something like that. Yeah, I refreshed it. Didn't do anything. Okay, hold on. Okay, got it. What's the one at the very top? What did you say? What is the one at the very top? Um, introduction music. Uh, introduction music 2, specifically. Okay, go ahead and play Paniel and then put Mom and I. This is a translation of ancient scripture for those who are interested. That is not anywhere to be found because it was received by Urim and Thummim in 2013, I think. Anyway, go ahead. I might uh, play that and put me in the screening room. Paniel. The Book of Paniel. Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Paniel is his name. Wherefore, the sword is that of the four winds used by Moses in the destruction of those wicked Anakim who infested the land. Wherefore, this shall be the preface of his book, which shall come forth by the hand of the Almighty, 
and woe be unto him who shall mock this work, for it has been set forth by the hand of God. Wherefore, it is the record of Paniel as he and his people traveled, or traveled from the land of Assyria northward, even unto the land of Magog. Wherefore, they are of my people Israel, and Paniel shall stand with his posterity upon Mount Zion, and be counted with the gods. For such he hath entered through his faithfulness, by the grace of Christ, even Adam God, looking forward unto his son Jesus, and admonishing his own sons in righteousness, wearing the tunic of the holy priesthood, and traveling through the land of Danta. This is the word of the Lord unto thee, my son Samuel, and also Yaroslav. Be patient and sober, looking forward unto this account, which shall come forth in mine own due time, even so. Amen. The words of Paniel, or the first, uh, or first Paniel, chapter 1, verse 1. Behold, my name is Paniel, the son of Abizel, son of Beresek, son of Isaac, son of Amos the prophet, who is also the father of Isaiah the prophet. Wherefore I am compiling this record of my father, and also preparing the book that mine sons may write. Verse 2. And I do write it in Reformed Egyptian, as was the custom among the school of the prophets in the land of Jerusalem. Verse 3. And it being a more pure language, having been reformed back to the best of our knowledge to conform with the language of our fathers, as found upon the pillars of Enoch. Verse 4. And I, Paniel, do raise my hands and confess my sins before the gods of heaven, but I am a sinful man. Verse 5. And I am true, I truly lament my sins that I am cast down into the depths of humility, even before my Elohim. Verse 6. And I was a prisoner in everlasting chains, save for mine faith and belief that my Savior would come, not only to me, but also to my people. Verse 7. Wherefore, I have been lifted up to see the ineffable glory of God's kingdom and the taste of his goodness and mercy. And great and powerful is my God, for he hath willed it. Chapter 2, verse 1. And it came to pass that I arose early in the morning and climbed Mount Medela in the land of Assyria, even unto the summit thereof. Verse 2. And there an angel of the Lord spoke with me from behind the veil, and saith, verse 3, My fellow servant, this day hath the Lord called thee up unto this place by the whisperings of his spirit, that you might be his messenger unto the far places, even unto the wandering tribes of Israel, who hath in the past been carried off for their own good, and that of their posterity. Verse 4. Therefore, praise the Lord God of hosts, the Almighty. For thus I was sent 
from his presence to tell thee, verse 5. Wherefore, being in astonishment at the words of the angel, I remained upon the mount and built an altar according to the direction found in the law and praise of the Lord as I was instructed. Verse 6. And I heard the voice of the Lord call me by name in the night, saying, Paniel, Israel hath provoked me to anger, wherefore I have led her off by the neck. And thou hast never at any time seen the land of Jerusalem, nor thy father before me, before thee. But this is according to my design, for behold, look in yonder heavens and see the stars, if thou can number them. Verse 7, Israel shall live in one house, like unto a canopy of heaven, but she shall not return into the land of Jerusalem, nor shall her sons consider it, for it is the land of death and judgment. But I shall make it, make for her a new Jerusalem, which shall be the land of life and mercy. Chapter 3, verse 1. And the word of the Lord continued with me most of the night and unfolded many mysteries unto me. Verse 2. And the Lord saith, There are many heavens and many degrees. And I have made mine elect children a degree above the angels in authority. Verse 3. Wherefore, call them forth with mine ineffable names, and according to the signs and patterns of the priesthood, and surely they will obey thee. Verse 4. Now I, Paniel, said, O Lord, mine Father in heaven, shall I live to see the erection of the holy, thy holy temple, whereby, whereby I may fully be endowed, and my children also? And the Lord said, saith, verse 5, Thou shalt receive thine endowments upon the mountain tops, if ye remain steadfast in my law, ye shall even have a blessing at mine hand. Verse 6. For ye must have faith not only in the coming of mine son to the people, but also in mine coming unto thee to redeem thee. Verse 7. And this is the temple of God. And I, Paniel, looked, and behold, the vision was opened up before mine eyes, and I shall recount it. Chapter 4. Verse 1, I saw a court full of the beings of light. The walls thereof, er, thereof seemed to be made of bright gold, and the height thereof exceedingly great. Verse 2, Also the ground seemed to be made of precious stones, and these beings were continually singing praises unto the Lord of glory. Verse 3, And the voice of the Lord saith, This is the court of the priests of Aaron who are eunuchs before me. Therefore, come forth and see greater hidden things. Verse 4. Behold, I was then brought to the gate between the two pillars, which are keywords and signs. And the angel with me gave three knocks upon the right one. Verse 5. And the guardian of the door saith, All ye Aaronic priests, have heard the ringing of the keyword, and do ye have the report before the Lord? Verse 6. And I heard one say, He is a just man, and passeth the ordinances of our order. 
and can have half the key, but the other half has not been revealed. Verse 7. The guardian then saith, he shall receive it. And a token and a key were administered. Chapter 5, verse 1. Now it came to pass that he looked upon the left, and a key was given. And he looked upon the gate, and a key was given. And the Spirit ushered me through into the holy place. Verse 2. And now I, Paniel, did perceive that this was indeed the heavenly temple from which the Lord of hosts did send forth his decrees. Verse 3. For behold, when the gate did open, the light was so brilliant that it made all else look as darkness, and it was only opened but a small portion. Verse 4. And I was taken down this hall of light until I came to a grand council room with many other rooms pertaining to the ordinances of the house of the Lord. Verse 5. Wherefore I saw the altar of incense, where upon the prayers the prayers of the saints are continually ascending up through the veil to the Lord of hosts. Verse 6. And I saw many brethren in the robes of the priesthood, but I did also notice that there were many more women than men, verse 7, and that the women were worshipping under veils of many different colors, singing in tongues and praising the Lord of glory, chapter 6, verse 1. Wherefore I raised up my hands, wherefore I raised my hands up and prayed, saying, O Father, that I could only be counted worthy to be among these here praising thy name forever. Verse 2. And the voice of the Lord saith, Thou knowest not what thou sayest. For behold, there is a level more glorious and powerful than this. Verse 3. For this place which thou hast entered is the Melchizedek level, but thou shalt be permitted, if faithful, to see the patriarchal level which is full of the mysteries of the Elohim, verse 4. And the angels are not permitted to see it, because they have made limitations in their minds, attempting to bind me, the Lord of hosts, down from eternal progression, for they know me not, verse 5. Now I was permitted to see the veil of the temple, and how the signs thereof shone with light and glory, and did make such an impression upon my mind that I cannot forget them. And I know all truth is one, and that the left arm of the law leads to eternal glory. Verse 6. And the vision was ended, and I and said I, Cursed is he that attempteth to bind the Lord, for he doth not know the God which he doth worship. And spiritually minded, and the spiritually minded shall inherit eternal life. Verse 7. For what profiteth the judgment and mercy of the two priesthoods if they have not the honor of searching out knowledge and wisdom on all matters? For this is the honor of kings, to know and exercise truth, which is the honor and the fullness of the priesthood, even that patriarchal priesthood of the Father which the angels have shut out from their own minds. Chapter 7, verse 1. Now do I know my, 
Now do I know mine Savior shall come to me personally if I press forward without wavering. Verse 2. Even the Son of Jehovah, even or he who was in the Garden of Eden, shall come and anoint me if I am faithful. And also the Son of the Son of Jehovah shall come to my people of the lost tribes of Israel. Of this I bear a particular testimony. Verse 3. And oh, what ecstasy doth fill me with, doth, or this doth fill me with. To know that God ruleth in the heavens with the scepter of power, and that the King of glory is mindful of me. Verse 4. Who am simply a sinful outcast of Israel, whose fathers have paid tribute to the Assyrian kings as serfs upon the land. Verse 5. And I, just a lowly shepherd who walk up in a mountaintop and exercise the faith in the God of my fathers, am shown these things. Oh, what a merciful God is the God of Israel. Verse 6. And now I will compile unto this book a more particular account of my fathers, of how my fathers came to this place, and how some of my people have rebelled against Assyria, calling themselves the sons of Isaac, verse 7, and how they have migrated into the east and have wandered from time to time with the Medes, and how they are wander, a wandering people going to and fro in the earth, and how some have also gone into the northern countries. Thus I end mine own story for a time. And that is the book of Poniel. Okay, well, that's that. So anyway, um, I've got a whole bunch of other translations, too. I've got to get recorded uh, so I can have them shared. Emmett, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, so give me a status report on Jeff Collins and Jarum. Uh, the guest call number is 917-889-8827. No one's called in. Uh, there's no one in the <laughs> chat room. Okay. Okay, well, we'll end early for today then, and we'll be back on to talk about the royal family uh, tomorrow. Um, for those of you who are listening on the live stream, um, tonight, Monday night, and Tuesday night, there is a Zoom meeting. You can find the information for that at doctrineofchrist.com. Go down to join a meeting and then look at the Monday and Tuesday night uh, Zoom calls. And uh, I'll be there. I'm usually there unless something's happening and I'm not able to get there, but I try to get there. And uh, tonight will probably be Phil Davis presenting and then tomorrow it'll be a different person. So anyway, uh, I guess we'll leave it at that. So thank you, everyone, for listening. And uh, we'll be back on tomorrow with another episode of Fundamentally Mormon on the Zion's Redemption Radio Network. Take care, everyone. God bless and goodbye. Emmett?
cue the music.